0: I'd see him sitting on that couch all day long, just staring at that Hollywood hogwash. Our favorite show was Hollywood Hogwash. Hey, everyone, welcome to another episode of Hollywood Hogwash. I'm Andrew Pisano along with Eric Hamilton. In the house. In the house. All right. Go Astros. Yeah. Got your Astros hat. I know. I'm nervous. Oh Happy I'm, Halloween. We're recording this Halloween morning. Yes, we should have dressed up. The Astros are down three to one. Yeah. Uh, By the time you hear this, actually, they'll everyone will know whether the Astros won or lost. For sure. For sure. So uh yeah, my bad. Yeah. Uh man, it's uh it's crazy. All the like non-stop Halloween scary movies that are on like almost every channel. Yes. Oh my god. AMC is nonstop. Last night, uh, I showed my son, Leo, Beetlejuice for the first time. Wow. Nice. And he loved it. Well, of course. You know That movie is rated PG. It is. I think it came out in 88? Yeah. Sounds about right. It's rated PG, and my favorite line as a kid, it was always my favorite line in Beetlejuice, is when uh, Michael Keaton knocks over like the tree, and he goes, Nice fucking model! And then he grabs his dick and honks it. <laughs> it's a PG movie! <laughs> back then you could say that and grab your dick and honk it twice (laughs) in a pg movie (laughs) that was always my favorite part too i think that's everybody's (laughs) right yeah and like back then back then like when we were kids it wasn't a big deal to show a kid like a movie like that right like now now that i've said this publicly like they you know child services might take leo away from i think so you let him see a movie where they said the f word how dare you yeah yeah but no, he he loved the movie and uh, he wasn't scared. I mean, when I was, I, I saw Beetlejuice when, probably when I was his age, and I remember being pretty scared when, um, when uh, Alec Baldwin and what the hell's her uh, name, Tina uh, Gina Gina Davis. Gina Davis, when they like. <laughs> When they fucking rip their face open, oh, I know. Or like, yeah, it was hers because she had like the huge mouth with the eyeballs in the yeah on the tongue, and then he pulls his face and like sticks his hand through his head, <laughs> yeah, and then eyeballs on his fingers, right? Yeah, <laughs> I remember always being freaked out by Gina Davis's face, yeah. in that scene, right? And the the creepy old lady uh, that's like their caseworker or whatever. Oh yeah, and the smoke comes out of her neck. Yeah, it's been so long since I've seen Beetlejuice all the way through. That right. It was like, oh, I missed some of the jokes as a kid. Like, I didn't get some of the jokes as a kid because I'm an adult now, you know, like like the whole. uh, Oh, I heard that if you commit suicide, then you become a caseworker in the afterlife. And that's exactly right. Like how they, you know, the guy that hangs himself works there. This this guy jumped in front of a moving car. Yeah. Ran over (laughs) the guy who's like on the like. Yeah. Like clipped to the thing to right. the little slit in the wall. <laughs> and then the receptionist with the who cut herself or whatever. yeah. But we should just review Beetlejuice. We really should. <laughs> I mean, we kinda just did, but yeah, no, it's it's so good. And Michael Keaton, that was before he played Batman. Yeah. Like Tim Burton was like, Yeah, I want this guy. The guy that played Beetlejuice in my movie. Right, yeah. I like I like his methods so much. I'm yeah. gonna make him a damn superhero. Which was like Beetlejuice is more like the Joker than anything. Right. You know, it's 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 He's like, he's going to be one of them. He's going to be one of them. I don't know which one yet. Maybe both. Like, he's kind of, there's like a lot of similarities between Beetlejuice and Heath Ledger's Joker, in my opinion. Right. Just of like, you know, how over the top and crazy they are. Yeah. So that that was interesting. That would have been kind of crazy if Michael (laughs) Keaton played the Joker and Batman. (laughs) That would have been absolutely insane. Oh, my God. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah. And then the uh, the first time you see Beetlejuice in the movie when he's he's like in the cowboy outfit, he's like, oh, come on down to Beetlejuice. Like, he looked like Tiger King. In the, Like, go God, watch it he, again. And I was like, did. oh, he looks like Tiger King. It's so weird. I know. He just needs a EMS jacket. <laughs> Maybe Tiger King was going for Beetlejuice this entire time. That could have been it. I think you're onto something. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to see if we can get him on the show. Yeah. But uh, anyways... Uh, since it is our Halloween episode, uh, we're going to get killed off, just like The Simpsons. You know? Yeah. Mm. We were watching a tree, the first Treehouse of Horror right before we recorded this. Yeah. Uh, but no, we're going to be uh, reviewing Halloween Kills uh-huh. towards the end of the show. Yeah. We, we actually originally were not going to watch it, but then there's no new movie coming out this week. <laughs> right. Since it's Halloween, we might as well recap the latest Halloween movie. Right. And it's not... It's not very often that a movie gets a reboot and then the original franchise starts churning out more movies. (laughs) There's multiple reboots of this fucking series. I know. But we're going to talk about that later. First, we have to talk about all the latest Hollywood hogwash. All right. So uh, first things first. Obviously, the most anticipated movie of the year, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. Yeah. Coming out in December. Right. And according to Empire magazine, Dr. Kurt Connors from The Amazing Spider-Man and The Sandman from Spider-Man 3 will also be in the film. I've heard that. So we already have we already know about Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Electro, they're all confirmed. Right. We're just missing one more villain for the Sinister Six. Right, right. And I'm thinking that's gotta be Beetlejuice, right? That's gotta be Kane? Gotta be Caton. Yeah, it's got to be the vulture, right? Mm-hmm. Michael Keaton's vulture. That would be great because he's going to be in Morbius. Yes, yes. So you would hope. Right. I would like that. Because um... like, yeah, Venom. OK, like if Venom's in it, like he's not going to be a part of the Sinister Six. Right? You right? Can't you can't just, can't, so, he, Venom can't be a part of the Sinister Six. No, no. That would be like he's jumping the shark. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's got to help Spider-Man against them. Right. He's got to fight Spider-Man and then help Spider-Man. Right. <laughs> Just like all the... <laughs> yeah. Just like Batman and Superman. Oh, we're going to fight each other, but then there's something worse. Right. Just like Godzilla versus Kong. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, we awesome. got to get some teamwork up in this shit. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's so many you could throw out. I mean, I would love to see Vincent Dio- D'Onofrio... Show up his Kingpin. Oh, God, yes. Right? Like, yeah. he's the one who's bankrolling them. Right. That oh, would be well, great. Yeah, because the, he, uh, I think in the Spider-Man cartoon in the 90s, wasn't he bankrolling at least some of them? Yeah, I think so. He helped uh, develop Scorp- the... The, uh, the Rhino. Yeah. Scorpion. Oh, what about Scorpion? Yeah, because that guy from <clears throat> Better Call Saul is was Scorpion yeah. and, uh Homecoming. Right. Before he was Scorpion, obviously. Right. No, that would be a good callback. Kingpin, Kingpin's supposed to show up in the Hawkeye show, right? I think so. That's the rumor. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. That's yeah. what I'm looking forward to most about the Hawkeye show. I know, right? If he's not there, it's going to be disappointing. But... Yeah. Yeah, Empire also said the creators of the film described No Way Home as nothing less than Spider-Man Endgame. Uh, I know I know. this isn't our wrestling podcast, <laughs> but can you just hit b- bottom left? Bottom <laughs> left. <laughs> Yeah, I knew it. It's so funny. I was thinking the same thing when I said I was like, yeah. but And yeah. Uh, so when we go see it, I'm going to be handing out ponchos to the people <laughs> in our immediate area. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm going to have uh, just 911 ready to, ready to go. Please, please. Just in please. case, you know. Yeah. You freak out again. Right. Uh, as soon as tickets go on sale, I'm, we're buying immediately because I don't want to be stuck in shitty seats. I want to be like good... Yeah. Front and center. Well, not front, but, you know. And I'm sure it comes out on a Thursday, right? Oh, for sure. So Thursday? Yeah. First showing Thursday? Yeah. There's Even if there's, like, a noon on Thursday? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. Hell, they may do it on a Wednesday, you know? That's what we did for Endgame. We saw Endgame at, like, 7 p.m., like, the Thursday it came out. And uh-huh. That was awesome. It was. It really was. Because that's when you get the, like, the crowd that's the most into oh, it. Oh, yeah. You know, like... It's movies like that where you kind of want, like, the audience, like, cheer. Like, because you want to cheer and yeah. yell and scream. Right. And so when the audience does that, you're like, oh, good. I can finally. Yeah. You know, I can do exactly what I want. the My worst experience for, like, the Thursday night openings is when I saw Spider-Man 3. Uh-huh. And obviously, like, it wasn't, you know, a good movie. Right. But, like, at the time, like... Throughout the movie, I was I loved Spider-Man One and Two so much that I was like trying to forgive the movie. And no, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Right. But like <clears throat> the pack theater Thursday opening, and, like most of the theater was laughing throughout the movie, like yeah. because it was so bad. And I was like, hey, shut up, man, this is good. Why are you ruining the movie? And then, and then you saw Peter Parker start dancing. You are like, oh god, yeah, I can't defend this anymore. No, yeah, it's rough. Very much so. It's rough. Does this theater here have a, an IMAX? Yeah, it does. Yeah, okay, it does. Well, we can figure out if we which theater to do it at. Yeah, depending on what time. Right. I remember also an End Game, not just the cheers, but anytime Thanos like at the end, like almost snapped his fingers, like all the women in the theater would scream like they were watching a horror movie. Right. They'd be like, "Oh no!" Yeah. So that was pretty cool. And like, you'd see like a character come back and people would lose their mind. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Like there was that one girl when Captain Marvel showed back up. Uh-huh. She like screamed, screamed. <laughs> I was like, Oh boy. I can't believe Captain Marvel's back. I, I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, uh, okay. In Endgame when she's like, you may not see me for a while. She's basically like saying, see you at the end of the movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. You may not see me for a while. Like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, All right. Also, uh, speaking of the MCU, Bill Murray was recently on the uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live and the host asked him about recent comments he made to a German magazine about working on a Marvel movie. Murray told Kimmel, I'm not supposed to say, but Paul Rudd's in the movie and he's playing (laughs) (laughs) Ant-Man. Oh, God, he's in a new Avengers. So Bill Murray's apparently going to be in Ant-Man 3. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I always like Bill Murray showing up wherever. But a lot of times, especially lately, if he's in a movie, like he just plays himself. <laughs> so, like it's yeah. a small role. So like right. I hope it's not that because like he's done that way too much lately. Yeah. Like in the Zombieland movies, you know. Right. Like that, those are great and everything, but I hope he's not playing Bill Murray in the Ant-Man 3, you know. Hope he's playing a character, like Yeah. So like even if it was like Like maybe the villain? Because that's a funny the MM movies are funny anyway. They don't have to be that serious. Right. I think what would be what would be really funny, like the way that those movies work and the tone is if Bill Murray's a villain, but he was a villain to Hank Pym's Ant-Man. Right. So he's trying to be a villain, and it's just like, oh, okay, come on. Let's, let's get you back. <laughs> you know? Right. Nice and easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see about that. Also, uh, director Dennis uh, Villanueve, Villanueve, I don't know how to pronounce his name, uh, the director of Dune. He announced that Legendary Entertainment and Warner Brothers are moving forward with the Dune sequel. He said, it was a dream of mine to adapt Frank Herbert's Dune, and I have the fans, the cast, and the crew, Legendary and Warner Brothers, to thank for supporting this dream. This is only the beginning. Oh, God. Just like the uh, end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, He also hinted that the Dune franchise could be a trilogy. Mm Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah? Isn't the book a trilogy? Uh, Is it? I think so. Well, because they're two-thirds... Like people that know the book said that this movie was two thirds of the book, so now you're gonna make one third well, I guess if it's three books then then maybe that's the case, but yeah, I was thinking, oh you're gonna make like one third two movies, but I don't know, yeah, I guess we'll find out also uh in an interview with the Hollywood reporter, will Farrell said that he turned down twenty nine million dollars to star in the sequel to Elf because the script was really bad. Farrell said, oh. uh, I would have had to promote the movie from an honest place, which would have been like, oh, no, it's not good. I just couldn't turn, uh, turn down that much money. And I thought, can I actually say these words? I don't think I can, so I guess I can't do the movie. Yeah. Now, this seems, you know, cool, but uh, Will, where has that been the last 10 years of your career? Right. Yeah. Like the Sherlock Holmes movie? I didn't even see that. It looks so bad. Right, like and- he has not had a good movie in a long time. No, so no. He, his morals uh, clearly left him since the Elf sequel, <laughs> since turning down the Elf sequel. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just yeah, he, he's he hasn't. I mean, the Daddy's Home ones; those were, are okay. Those were, those were kind of funny. Yeah, but yeah, like I don't, I don't get what this thing is about. Like, let's make a sequel like fifteen years later, like right. after the fact. Right, you know, like. Like, if you don't do it within a certain time span... Yeah. Like, just leave it alone. Right. Like, because there's so many movies that they've just destroyed... I know. ...by introducing a shitty sequel. The Dumb and Dumber sequel. Oh, God. What was that, 20 years later at the time? Yeah. And, And, and like, there was... Oh, my God. I was like, this is so awkward. Yeah. It's so not funny. There was, like, a couple funny scenes. Same for Anchorman 2. Like, I love the final battle in Anchorman 2... Uh-huh. Like that alone, I feel was worth it. But like the rest of the movie, okay. And the first Anchorman, Steve Carell's the funniest parts in the movie, correct? In Anchorman Two, he's the worst. Yeah, he the is. worst parts. Yes, it's so cringy in the worst way. Yeah. <clears throat> like I think if you actually remove the Steve Carell scenes in Anchorman Two, it's not that bad. But like, yeah, it's 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 pretty rough. Yeah. I think this Elf sequel, though, was supposed to be, like, right after the first one. So, like, at the time, you know, like, he had these morals where he was like, oh, I have to turn it down. It's it's not a good script. Because yeah. clearly he doesn't care anymore. He's no. given up. No. And that's how most, like, comedy movie stars are. Like, you go look at Jim Carrey. What are his best movies? Like, his first five. Right. Like, Ace Ventura 1 and 2, The Mask, Liar, Liar. Uh, dumb and dumber you know like yeah those are his best adam sandler is like his you know like the first five pretty much like billy madison Waterboy, happy gilmore big daddy little nicky and then after that like same for jim carrey after that not not as good and then just awfulness right yeah uh, this is why they they all wanted to try like let me do something serious right and it's like No. Like, you roll up a newspaper. No. Yeah. That's what Steve Carell did, and now he's only doing serious movies. I know. And it's always the same movie where he's like a sad loner that, like, meets a woman. (laughs) Like, it's like, oh, I don't want to see any of these movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's the only character you can play, because even 40-Year-Old Virgin was that. It's true. Except it was was a comedy. At least it was a comedy. Yeah. But that's why I think Seth Rogen is the best of them all, because he's still like after his first 5 he still puts out funny movies. Like he's again he's become kind of like the rock because he's a producer of so much shit now uh-huh. that he's not as he's not in as many movies but like, you know, his movies when they come out are still really good. Yeah. So I think he's the exception. What do you have? Uh so I've got a couple things. Uh Netflix, yep. is getting its first NC-17 movie. Really? Yeah. And uh, it's going to be a fictionalized chronicle of the inner life of Marilyn Monroe. Okay. And guess who's playing Marilyn Monroe? I don't know. Uh, The agent you're in love with in No Time to Die. Holy shit. In an NC-17 movie. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, that should be interesting. I'm not sure when that one's coming out. So that's their first movie Netflix is producing. That's NC-17. Because they certainly have NC-17 movies on Netflix. Right. Uh, There's some good stuff. And uh, there's a picture of her. Holy shit. That's the blonde. Marilyn Monroe is Cuban. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Jesus. Right. Yeah. I wonder what the appeal (laughs) for that movie is. It's Mm. a movie or a show? I guess it's a movie. Yeah. Because would a show be rated NC-17? No. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, like on Netflix nothing has to be rated. I guess it does for kids or whatever. Right. It's funny, I have news about her as well though. Yeah. Or unless you have more on her? Uh no, I don't have anything on her, but um I do have that The Eternals on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes has now gotten a rotten rating and yeah. is sitting at 59%. <sighs> Yikes. I mean, sometimes when you load up a movie with stars Yeah, it doesn't work. And this was supposed to be uh, uh, I always forget his name, Kneel. Uh, oh, I don't. Yeah, and the guy in Silicon Valley, right? Uh, like this was gonna be like his like big breakout role, you know? Like he got like super buff and everything Uh for the movie, and like if it now it's like bombing. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. It, the The thing I keep seeing is it's just a messy plot. Yeah. So we'll see how that works out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the, the woman that's playing Marilyn Monroe, Deadline reports that uh, Ana de Armas, again, the smoking hot Cuban agent in No Time to Die, is in talks to take the lead role in the upcoming John Wick spinoff movie, Ballerina about a young female assassin who seeks revenge against the people who killed her family. Oh, that could be so cool. So she's, I guess she's becoming a big star. Yeah. Star No Time to Die, and she was really good in it. Yeah. Even though she was barely in it. But have you seen John Wick 3? Yes. There's a scene in the movie where John Wick meets a ballerina who says, like, she's planning on becoming an assassin. That's the character, but it wasn't... It wasn't her. It wasn't her. her in the movie, but Okay, that's the character she's playing. Yeah. So, that'll be cool. Also, uh, there's a documentary coming out digitally on November 23rd called Clerk. It's a behind-the-scenes doc examining the life and career of indie filmmaker and cultural icon Kevin Smith. The film features never-before-seen interviews from Kevin Smith, Jason Mewes, Stan Lee, Justin Long, Pen Gillette, Ben Affleck... Matt Damon. Thank and you more. Yeah. So that's cool. Check I, that out. Have you heard it like heard interviews about him like doing clerks one where he said like him and a friend's just his friends just maxed out a bunch of credit cards. Yeah. And shot the thing. <clears throat> yeah. maxed. Uh, and the, uh, these credit cards were maxed out. I mean, they didn't have a high max because it was a black and white camera. Right. <laughs> well, Yeah. <laughs> So that'd be cool to check out. Yeah. Also, uh, actor Brian Cox, who you may know as William Stryker in X-Men 2, Mm -hmm. is releasing a new autobiography called Putting the Rabbit in the Hat. In the book, he takes shots at some very big names in Hollywood. On Edward Norton, Cox said, he's a nice lad, but a bit of a pain in the arse because he fancies himself as a writer-director, which Ed Norton has a bad um, reputation Uh, to begin with, so that doesn't surprise many people. But on Michael Caine, he said, I wouldn't describe Michael as my favorite, but he's Michael Caine, an institution, and being an institution will always beat having range. I'll do it. (laughs) I'll do it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's that seems crazy to me, that line. Michael Caine's a fantastic actor. Uh, He certainly has range. Uh, He, you know... I think he's, he is an institution. Every time you see Michael Caine, it's a big deal. That's because he's Michael Caine. Right, exactly. But he certainly has range. Like, look in the Dark Knight Rises when he's fucking crying over Bruce yeah. and everything. Uh, Cox called Johnny Depp overrated, saying, I mean, Edward Scissorhands, let's face it. If you come on with hands like that and pale, scarred, scarred face makeup, you don't have to do anything. And he didn't. And subsequently, he's done even less. Wow, jeez. Is he just mad because these people are better actors than him? Is he, like, dying? (laughs) And he's just like, I'm going to write an old grumpy man essay before I Does he owe someone money that he has? Right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because obviously you make it juicy, people are going to buy the book. Uh, He also spoke about Steven Seagal. Um, I don't think anyone would argue with this. He says uh, Steven Seagal is as ludicrous in real life as he appears on screen. He radiates a studied serenity... As though he's on a higher plane to the rest of us, and while he's certainly on a different plane, no doubt about that. It's probably not a higher one. <laughs> Seems the like guy's gonna kick his ass. <laughs> I'll pay for it, that. It could like. be a higher one. He could just be high. Yeah. Cox said about David Bowie: not a particular good actor. He made a better pop star. That much is for certain. Yeah. Shocker there, buddy. He is a po- He was a pop star. Yeah. He was an actor seconds. Yeah, and then here's where I really, I really take offense because he spoke about Quentin Tarantino. He said, "I find his work uh, meretricious. It's all surface plot mechanics in place of depth, style where there should be substance." I walked out of Pulp Fiction. That said, if the phone rang, I'll do it. <laughs> Oh my god. He shit all over him and then he's like But yeah, hey, but I'll do the movie. If you want if you want me in a movie, I'll I'll fucking do it. I'll do the movie. I'll do the movie. Anyways, this book comes out in the US in January. Good God. <laughs> Might have to review this book. <laughs> right. First book review. I mean, did they give all the details? Do we even have to read it? It's like what else could there be? Right. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, B.J. Novak, best known for starring as Ryan Howard in The Office, mm-hmm. revealed that someone mistakenly put an image of him on a public domain site. Yes, and now his face is on products sold all around the world. I saw this. This is hilarious. And he said he's too amused to do anything about it. Yeah, but look, I know. And it's like when he had that like five <laughs> o'clock shadow. Yeah, and it's the same photo. I love the one Oops. in the raincoat <laughs> where you can tell the face is photoshopped. <laughs> And most of them are for like beard trimmers. Beard trimmers. I don't know what the hell this is. I guess is. that's like some sort of like face makeup, face paint. I guess. Yeah. This looks like maybe a cologne or something. I think so. A, yeah. Two razors, cologne, makeup, and a, the yeah. raincoat. The raincoat's the best by far. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's great. Uh, Also, uh, last thing before we get to Halloween Kills. Uh, Last week, IGN asked their fans to vote on what they thought was the best scary movie of all time. Okay. And they didn't have like a bracket. They just had like, you would go on their website and there would be two movies going head to head and you would click on one over the other. And then they would bring up two other movies and you would click on one and then two other movies. Right. But coming in at number one, the best scary movie of all time, The Shining which uh, barely beat Alien. Alien was number two. But they had like 105 movies on here. You know what wasn't on there was The Sixth Sense. Really? Wasn't even on there. Huh. I thought that was a very scary movie. Yeah. And a good plot, good acting. Like, Haley Joel Osment got nominated at, what, 12 years old? I think so, yeah. For, like, Best Supporting Actor. I don't know how old he was, but yeah. He was young. He was young. Like, that was a great movie. How was that not in the top... Coming in at number five was the first Halloween, which we'll talk about in a minute. But yeah, yeah, okay. So I thought that was interesting. But uh, you have anything else? Uh, no. All right, then. Well, here's your spoiler warning because now we're going to review Halloween Kills. So this is the twelfth film in the Halloween franchise. Uh huh. And there's one more coming out next year as well, called Halloween Ends. Cross your fucking fingers, please. Fingers, toes, arms, legs. Please whatever you're Please to it do. forever. Yeah. You know they won't though. No. Like how long until they make a new? Until they reboot <laughs> Halloween? again? Like I think when someone said getting blood from a stone, I think they were talking about movie franchises. <laughs> yeah. How much can we get out of it? Let's let, let's go through the Halloween franchise. So we have the first one, Halloween. Uh huh. 1978, right? Halloween 2, 81, which takes place five minutes after Halloween 1, I think. Okay. Because it's Lori in the hospital attending to her wounds. So just like how this Halloween, Halloween kills is right after as well. Yeah. Yeah. So Uh, And it's Michael Myers coming for her. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Right. Then we have Halloween three season of the witch. Right. Was that one not even about Mike Myers? I don't think so. I think like one of them had like a robot. <laughs> okay, then we have Halloween four, The Return of Michael Myers. Oh, okay. So I guess he wasn't in three. Yeah. That was in eighty eight, mm-hmm. Halloween three, eighty two. Then in eighty nine, Halloween five, The Revenge of Michael Myers. Oh. What were the rest of the movies about? <laughs> mm. Then uh that was 89, then we go 6 years later Halloween the curse of Michael Myers. Oh. Then 98, Halloween H20, 20 years later. <laughs> what a great title. It's Halloween H2O. <clears throat> <clears throat> Halloween H2O 20 years later. Yeah. What is he just drown people in that one? Y- yes. <laughs> then we have Halloween Resurrection in 2002. Uh-huh. Then in 2007, we have Halloween. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Then in 2009, Halloween Two. Uh huh. Then in 2018, Halloween. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Makes so sense.
0: There, there's three movies in this franchise that are just Halloween. Yeah. And then there's two Halloween Twos. Uh huh. So the 2007 or the 2007 and 2009 Halloweens, those were the Rob Zombie ones. Yeah. Which the first one wasn't bad. You know, it was pretty okay. intense. The second one just goes off the fucking rails. Like, right. I don't know what is going on in that one. Yeah, I don't know. And like, there's a lot of like stop motion photography, and yeah, it's not great. Uh, so, all right, Halloween Kills, the sequel to, to Halloween, the, to, the, to Halloween, the reboot, cause which this is, is a trilogy, which brings back Jamie Lee Curtis, and she's like an older crazy grandma. Yeah. Uh, there's three writers for these trilogy, for this trilogy. One of them's Danny McBride. I know. I just, Like, I saw that in the credits. I'm like, okay, is there another Danny McBride that writes movies? I looked it up. It's the same guy. I guess he just is a big Halloween fan. I was like, oh, is this going to be like a comedy? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Kind of uh, so, okay. So let's, let's, let's talk about Halloween kills. So this movie throws away the Halloween films from two through 10. Yeah. So there's the original Halloween, uh-huh. Then there was the Halloween reboot from 2018. Like that's the order and then there's Halloween Kills. So in the original Halloween, you know, he gets uh, he gets arrested and then it's like 40 years later. No one's he's been in jail this whole time and right, yeah. he breaks out of jail and does all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. I watched some of the original Halloween film last night from 1978. I did, too, because it was on AMC, of course, on it's, on repeat. It's really bad. Yeah. The original? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not great. so bad. Yeah. Like, I mean, John Car- Carpenter, like, he just grabbed a camera and his friends made a film. like, Like what you said about Kevin Smith, except they made a bad film. Like, this reminds me of my senior video when I tried to make a horror film. Okay. Like, did you see the part where that one woman's getting, like, strangled with the telephone cord? Uh-huh. And it's just like it's just like oh oh no oh no oh oh oh, oh no <laughs> <So bad. laughs> yeah. It's not scary at all. It's just oh, right. it's, it's terrible, but yeah. And I mean, the acting in it is is pretty atrocious. Yeah. Um. And the, okay. So again, this is the original Halloween. The first yeah. scene of the movie, we see Michael as a six-year-old kid murder his older sister. Uh huh. And the scene is Michael's point of view. Yes. He's supposed to be six years old. Mm -hmm. But in this point of view, he's six years old and six feet tall. Did you notice that? Yeah. The fucking cameraman filming six feet tall. That's supposed to be a child? Yes. And then he walks out. He's a six-year-old boy. He's like fucking two feet tall. (laughs) What the hell is that? I know. Uh, That was weird. Yeah. Uh, I also read the plot of the last Halloween movie before watching this just to, you know, understand it it. because I didn't see it. Yeah. But like... I'm easily scared by horror films. I was not scared of this, like, by this movie no, at Oh, not in the slightest. It's not scary. No. Uh, I thought the opening flashback was hilarious, with Michael just, like, pushing the cop against the wall. Like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Pushing you against the wall. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I guess they wanted to make the flashback look, like, like, shitty, like the original. I guess Like, so. well, this is how he killed people in the original. He just pushed them up against the wall. Yeah. And then strangled them, <laughs> like, with a rope. Yeah. And then the rookie cop shoots his, his, you know, the other cop. And by, so he's a dead target when it comes to shooting the other cop. Yes. But he's shooting Michael Myers two feet away and can't hit him. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, uh. And he's a trained police officer. Well, he should have just went right up to him and shot him point blank in the right. head. Obviously. Rather than, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, then- like Michael's is going down the stairs, he's trying to shoot at him, and like <laughs> Michael's is walking slowly, and he—I think he shot like an outline around him. <laughs> I think that's exactly what he did. Right. I'm like, who let this guy be a cop? Exactly. Uh, then we go to present time again. Takes place right after the last one, where they they set the house on fire with Michael in it. With Michael in it. Uh huh. But then firefighters show up to save them, you know, because that's what firefighters do. And Mike- I, guess, I guess Jamie Lee Curtis didn't anticipate on firefighters <laughs> existing. That's <laughs> true, right? I mean, I guess she thought, "Well, I'm secluded; they're not going to come out here." Yeah, she's no, like, like in they horror. Send everybody in horror films, no one puts out fires. No, so they let it not? burn. So Michael kills a bunch of firefighters. One of them just. Sprays Michael with a hose as right. Michael walks towards him, right. and then just stabs him in the face. They're like, "All right, gentlemen, just like we prepared. Everyone, go one at a time, <laughs> yeah. just like in wrestling. I know we're like the like like a group of guys fighting off one you know yeah. one guy fighting off a group like they of guys. have axes. Yes, they do, and a chainsaw. They yeah. Like you go high, I'll go low. Right. Cut his leg off. Yeah. No, just spray him with the hose. <laughs> yeah. After like the first five seconds, you realize the hose isn't working. Maybe do try something else. But right. no, he's just like, Shh, right, right in the fucking eye. Yeah. Uh, then later we see uh, Lenny Clock and yeah. his wife get murdered. Yeah. And uh, these were just this was just a random couple, right? I mean, it had nothing it was, to do with. It was like there was no Michaels reason. Kills her. Like she's got a, a kitchen knife. Yeah. He's like, fuck, that's my weapon. Uh I need something else. <laughs> and he takes like a, a light tube. Yeah. And smashes it, which would shatter the entire thing. Right. They don't just break in half like that. Yeah. And then he sticks it right in her neck, like while she's standing there with the knife. Like she doesn't even attempt oh, to defend herself. She got the worst of it. Yeah. She had to watch Michael kill Lenny Clark. Uh-huh. Uh, then there's also a Michael Myers survivor group led by Anthony Michael Hall. Sure. And like, they're at this bar, they're having this talent show. Uh-huh. And then Anthony Michael, they're like, all right, up next, this guy. And Anthony Michael Hall's like, hey guys, ready to have your fucking night ruined? <laughs> exactly. All right, next for the talent show, I want to tell you about Michael Myers. He killed his people and he killed the fucking everyone we ever knew. And they're all right here. And Michael's. He's still coming for us. Yeah, he's, he's still out there. But we're not going to move away. We yeah. want to die. Yeah. Like, just move right. away. It's been 40 years. Yeah. Move somewhere else. For real. Come on now. Go live in the mountains. Go live anywhere else. Yeah, California. It's nice. Uh, I laughed when they later wheeled the wounded officer in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And one of the nurses was like, he's got internal bleeding, lacerations but he's going to make it. <laughs> okay. Wow. How did you know that? That's amazing. He has internal <laughs> bleeding, lash erases. He was stabbed in the neck. Yeah. And you're like, he's going to, he's going to make it. He's fine. How do you know? I wouldn't even call this like a flesh wound. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking doctor from last action hero. Oh my Is this God. a joke? Right. <laughs> uh, then later when they, when they find out like Jamie, or uh, the Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter, and then her granddaughter, they find out Michael's alive. Uh-huh. Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter, Karen, yells, Michael Myers is coming here. And then she tells her daughter, go stay with grandma. Yeah. Do you want your daughter to die? Right. Hey, Michael Myers is coming. He wants to kill your grandma. Go, go, go with grandma. Go, go sit next to her. What? Yeah. That made no sense. Right. And by this time, this is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, like fourth minute in the movie. We're probably I guess, like half an hour in. I guess she didn't want to be in this one. I don't blame her. So they just put her to sleep for half of it? Right, yeah. She did nothing. She was in the hospital bed. Right. Like, for 99% of the movie. Like, that's why this reminded me so much of Halloween 2, because yeah. that's what it was. She was in a hospital bed. The whole movie? Yeah. Okay. Which, speaking of the original Halloween 2... If you're just going to make the same movie, then why right. bother? I mean, she gets up, like, when Michael gets to her room, and, like, she... Well, before she walks to another room. The most ridiculous kill in that movie is there's like um, a hot tub in the hospital. Okay. You know, like one of those like steel ones that they use for rehab. And so Michael Myers turns the heat all the way up. Yeah. And so he takes the nurse's face by his (laughs) hand and dunks her in. Pulls her face out, it's getting red Dunks it again, skin's peeling off <laughs> Dunks it, holds it in there For like 30 seconds and it's like All fucked up, hands perfectly fine <laughs> Not a problem with his hand Yeah, dude, you ever get in a hot tub Your skin burns off right away Immediately <laughs> you, start- yeah. you can only be in a hot tub for 10 seconds I know. Or you will die <laughs> Well, he turned it up somehow. For some reason, it has a setting where it goes up to 300 degrees. (laughs) Hey, uh, some days we just need to cook a lot of chicken for the whole hospital. We put all the chicken in this hot tub. Yeah. Boil it up. Everyone loves boiled chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Boiled chicken for everyone. (laughs) I'm a vegetarian. (laughs) Fuck you. Eat this chicken. It's Christmas. Boiled goose. (laughs) We cooked it in a hot tub. (laughs) Fucking get over it. Yeah. Put a few uh, chicken bouillon cubes in there. (laughs) All right, back to Halloween Kills. Uh, the granddaughter joined the Survivor crew yeah. and says, Michael Myers haunted this town for 40 years. Tonight, we hunt him. It's like, oh, you're so cool. But he didn't haunt it for 40 years. Because no. he was locked up. Yeah, he haunted it for two nights. Yeah. Like 40 years in between, you know. Like yeah, one night, apart. 40 years, another night. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the cops... You know, cops in all horror movies are pretty much worthless, but like especially in this movie, because uh-huh. all the vigilantes, they're like, all right, we have like 20 people. Let's split up into groups. Right. You know, so that we're enough to Michael can kill us one by one. <laughs> yeah, we're a large mob. So the smart thing to do is split up in groups of two. <laughs> yeah. The cops should have just followed the vigilantes. because sure. They would have found Michael. Yeah. And then uh, that one old lady, when, when Michael confronts them and she has a gun, she's like, "Hey, Michael, this is for Doctor Loomis." Click. And she's like, "Oh fuck." Yeah, and then he immediately murders her. Immediately murders her. And then, uh, and new- she was in the original Halloween, like yeah, they actually got the same some of the same actors and actresses from the original. Right, and they immediately kill them. They kill them off. Yeah, and like, they yeah. introduce like this new couple that lives in town. They're dead. Yeah, why did they go after? Why were they like, "We're in, we want to murder"? Yeah, you have nothing like. There's we want to murder this guy. We just found out about. Yeah, right. And then the the wife, like they didn't kill anyone you loved. or Like no, like they have nothing to do with this. No, why, why are you all of a sudden murder hungry? Right, like you were like even the kid that they interviewed. They're like, "Oh, that's that little asshole from across the street." <laughs> like you're like, yeah, fucking let him kill him. Who cares? Let's the, get drunk. The woman. That was dressed as a nurse who was uh-huh. actually a doctor. That was the joke. Right. She was shooting at Michael with a, a big gun, uh-huh. but then he kicks the door open. The gun, the, the door hits her gun, spins the gun around, and completely one eighty. <laughs> and she shoots, whoa, <laughs> and she shoots herself in the face. That was fucking. That hilarious. was the most ridiculous. Like it hurts to like turn my hand around that much. <laughs> of course, like hitting a door will not do that. I'm sorry. Of course not. Yeah. Uh, I also laughed when Anthony Michael Hall Said Michael is an apex predator Oh (laughs) Okay Okay Randy Orton (laughs) I know he took offense to that And then like And then you know Halfway into the movie Jamie Lee Curtis Like Her trying to act like a tough grandma Uh Is just Weird Yeah I don't know Did she stab herself in the ass with steroids? (laughs) I think so like, she found some sort of steroid. She's like, it makes the pain go away. <laughs> and then, you know, you just have to inject it. It's probably heroin. <laughs> you just have to, like, let, you know, inject yeah. it. But she just goes, Argh! like, stabs herself right. in the ass as hard as she can. Yeah, like, no, just, yeah. you know, I'm sure you don't have a rock-hard ass. <laughs> no. Just slide right in there. Like You're 70-year-old Jenny yeah, your Lee s- Curtis. Your skin's kind of like meringue at this point. <laughs> And then uh, Michael kills a gay couple because they lived in his house. Big John and Little John. Big J- What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, why did they, why was that their names? Were they like, we didn't put a comedy scene in this movie. Yes. Let's do a comedy right. scene. And then they're like, someone's in the house. Yeah. Let's arm ourselves. Yeah. Little John gets a giant kitchen knife. Yeah. Big John gets a fucking cheese knife. Right he pulls a small two inch blade yeah. off of the cheese plate he's like let's fucking go i think he was little john i think that was the joke is that the small one was big john and the and the and the tall one was little john yeah but big john got the small knife oh, okay and little john got the big knife yeah yeah i have this knife and i have this knife what was that yeah <laughs> what is that right. it's like oh shit there's a serial killer in our house all right Lock the door. <laughs> leave. Right, leave. He's upstairs. Yeah. Just, just go. By the way, one of the guys was Michael McDonald from Mad TV. Yes, he was. <laughs> the Stewart guy. No. Yeah. That was fucking distracting. Yeah, he saw, like, you know, he saw Big John killed. He's like, no. <laughs> By the way, they should have, uh, if they were watching news instead of porn, they would have known that Michael Myers was loose. Yeah, it's true. You know, but yeah. He went home. <clears throat> then later in the movie, everyone in the hospital, the mob shows up to the hospital. Uh-huh. Um, I don't even know why. Why did they originally show up to the hospital? Because they said. Sent- oh, because everyone's families were, like, being sent there. Everyone's were families killed. was sent there, and they're like, Michael's coming here. Yeah. He's coming here. So then everyone in the hospital mistakes a small old man for Michael. Uh-huh. Whose face is cut open. Yeah. A gushing wound he, almost. He's just an escaped inmate? He was an escaped inmate that was on the bus. Oh, in the first one. In the last one. In the last one, yes. In the last one. Okay, so Correct. Yeah, I didn't see it, so I didn't right. understand. And they're that. like, well, obviously that has to be him, because, I mean, we've never seen his face. I mean, he's here and murders are still happening, but that's him. So... Yeah, they they mistake it for Michael. Then a a doctor knees Jamie Lee Curtis in the stomach. Yeah. And she's like, ow, my fresh stitches (laughs) that I got 10 minutes ago. And uh, this old man somehow outruns everyone chasing him. Uh Then Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter, Karen, tries to help the old man, but the mob thinks he's Michael. So the old man jumps out of a window to kill himself before the mob could get to him. Yeah. And then Anthony Michael Hall tells, like, the sheriff... He's always worn a mask. How do we not know it's him? You know how you know he's not Michael? Cause he's not Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> also This guy looked like Penguin from Batman Returns. <laughs> like well, Michael's also, what, six five? Yeah. And at this least. guy's like five two, Danny yeah. DeVito height. Right. What the fuck? Also, murders are still happening, so clearly. Right. He looked, and he the looked whole, just like Penguin. The whole mob began chanting, like, evil dies tonight. Yeah. Evil dies tonight. Like, okay. <laughs> and so at the hospital, there's a mob of, what, 300? Yes. Okay. So, All right. Why not? The, the sheriff did nothing this whole movie. yeah, like, no. Completely worthless. Mm-hmm. Uh, then later, the granddaughter, the bo- her boyfriend, and the boyfriend's dad, They they find out. They, they're like, Michael's in his old house. Yeah, he just wanted to go home. Yeah. So that whole idea that he's after Lori right. is complete bullshit, apparently. Uh, apparently. Yeah. He just wants to be home. He just wants to go home. So he could creep out in his sister's room again. That's why in the original Halloween 2, he went to the hospital to find her. Right. They're like, oh, it's it's the exact same thing. Yeah. 40 years ago. 40 years ago. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. But once they know where Michael is, that'd probably be the good time to call the cops. For sure. Yeah. And the mob. And the mob. Yeah. But they're like, nah, that's all right. Yeah. Uh, we got this. I like how Michael always instantly kills everyone unless it's an important character, like the granddaughter. Right. You know, he just beats her up, throws her down the stairs and yeah. stuff. Right. Everyone else, instant, you know, death. And then he just, he's very strong. He just fucking completely twists her boyfriend's whole head around. Like, with the greatest of ease. <laughs> so easy. Woo! Like, it's fucking butter or yeah, something. Yeah, I know. After, like... I mean, somehow being, like, rammed in the throat, being impaled <laughs> in the throat four times wasn't not enough. Not enough. He's still alive. Yeah. And he's been stabbed a couple times. Right. Yeah. Because apparently this guy can't shoot from two feet away either. No, no one can. Yeah. Then Karen shows up to save her daughter. She, she stabs Michael in the back with a pitchfork. Uh-huh. Stomps on his head. Yeah. Rips off his mask and then lets him stand up. Right. Like... She- just keep stepping on his head after that. Or keep stabbing with the pitchfork. Stab him in the head with the pitchfork. Yeah. Why
1: Any is this things. hard?
0: Instead, they just they just watch him get up. She's like, if you want to kill someone, kill me. <clears throat> and he's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. All right. I'm going to get up and do that. <laughs> so you lost your window of opportunity here. Karen lures Michael to the mob. Which is now only like 10 people. Yeah. Yeah. And they beat him with bats and clubs until he falls this would have been a great ending to the whole series. Right. Like the, you know, the people that he fucking scared all these years. Right. And they finally get their revenge and kill him. They beat him with bats and clubs. He falls. Then the daughter, Karen, stabs Michael in the back and they think it's over. Like the base of the neck. Yeah. Like severing the spine. <laughs> right. I guess they've never seen a horror movie. Um, like they have guns. They do. They have guns. They have them. Shoot his head off. Right. Shoot his head till there's no more head. Right. You have cars there. Get some rope. Right. Tie him to cars (laughs) and rip him apart. You had a shotgun. Yeah. Blow his head off. Right. Dismember him. And then they're like, finally, one guy with a gun is like, and he gets so fucking close. You don't have to get that close with a gun. You don't. And then bullets travel and they travel fast. Like, Some of them leave, like the daughter leaves with her granddaughter. Uh They go back to Michael's house. Yeah, why would you go back to Michael's house to right? Yeah, Uh, they go like to get treatment or whatever. None of the cops show up to where Michael is supposed to be dead. Uh huh. None, no cops show up there. Right. Then Michael gets up. He kills some of the mob that hung around, including Anthony Michael Hall. Kills all the mob. Yeah. And while this Jamie Lee Curtis is talking. To the officer in the hospital. And they've never really said, like, Michael Myers has supernatural powers or anything. Yeah. But she's like, he gets stronger with every kill. What? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess he's killed so much that entire beatdown did nothing. Right. (laughs) And he just gets up and kills an entire mob easily. Easily. And this is the same mob that has guns. Yes. Yeah. Makes no difference. Then Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter, Karen, goes to Michael's sister's room for what reason? Because she saw young Michael in the window from outside. Right. Why? Yeah. Why did she see that? I don't know. Because she's insane. Like, that's not even a ghost. Michael's not dead. He's not. So, so she goes there, and then Michael shows up and stabs her to death. Yeah. And then they show Jamie Lee Curtis' face as if she sensed it with the force. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the movie ends. Uh That was the only part of the movie where I had any emotion was when Michael kills Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter. Right. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, this time it's personal. Yeah. Again. Michael's like, it's just because you're a Karen. Yeah. Fuck Karen. Fucking Karens. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Not a a good movie. No. I mean, it's uh, if they're doing a Halloween ends, that's all it's set up for. My God. So, I guess we're going to see and you got to think like Jamie Lee Curtis is in her what, 70s? At least I mean, yeah, at least 60s. So right? Michael Michael Myers is what? In his 80s? <laughs> no, no, cuz he's he was a 6-year-old kid, hold on, with a baby. Then he was tw- 21. Yeah, he's he's in his 60s. He's like 61. Well, he's like a little bit older than Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's slightly well, he's older. So she's in her 70s. He's in his mid 70s. Well, cuz hold on. In the first Halloween he was uh he was 21. Uh-huh. And she, she was, was a, like he was a 6-year-old boy. He was 21, so he's got to be 61 40 years later. Yeah. You know. And then I guess in the movie she's younger than that, but in real life she's fucking older. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. In real life. Oh, she's 62. So, oh, okay. All right. She's playing a, you know, I guess she's playing a 56-year-old or something like that. Yeah, sure. To be, you know. She looks old for 56, but I guess a lot <laughs> the stress of having to deal with a serial killer for 40 years. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, I guess we'll try to do awards. Yeah. For this movie. Who did you have for worst dressed? Uh, I had Michael Myers without the mask. Why even take the mask off? And, and you, you still never see the face. No, like, What's you know. the point if you take the mask off and you Correct. don't see the yeah. face? Yeah. I had the penguin guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Best dressed? Uh, I guess the nurse. She was kind of hot. Oh, yeah, she was. I yeah. had the, the, the granddaughter. Okay. I mean, in real life, she's like 27. So. She wasn't really in it much either. She wasn't. Jamie Lee Curtis was in it for like five, ten minutes. Yeah, well, I'm not picking and her. And five minutes of those were, was talking. Right, yeah. So. Worst acting? I'm going to say Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> he wasn't very good. He wasn't, no. Evil dies tonight. Yeah. Captain I'll, Killjoy. I'll go with that. Best acting? Was there really one? I don't know. There wasn't, like, a main character besides Michael. Right. He was the main character. Because, <laughs> like, everyone you met basically died. Yeah. Maybe Karen. Maybe. I know. She's, like, she... If anyone... She was really more of the main character than anyone else, but... yeah. I guess maybe Um, the ventriloquist (laughs) (laughs) that was was good ventriloquism worst comment again for me it's how do we not know this how do we know this isn't him yeah mine was evil dies tonight that was bad yeah uh best comment i'm not sure if there was one yeah don't think so i mean there weren't any like puns while like killing killing him quote unquote yeah Usually there are. So there really was, like, worst moment, best moment. Should we just change this to, like, worst kill, best kill? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was, like, the worst kill? The the hitting the car door and the gun turns around and shoots <laughs> her in the face. That was the worst kill. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. The best kill? Uh, Man. Maybe, like... Well, I think, actually, the most shocking moment was him killing Karen. Yeah, but I think the best... That was best, pretty horrifying. I think the best kill... Was the granddaughter's boyfriend. The boyfriend. Because he gets stabbed a few times, <laughs> and then he gets run through, like, the banister thing. Yeah. And then he gets impaled on it, and then he gets his head turned around. So he got, like, it the was, most brutal. It was brutal. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that is all for awards. That's all for Halloween Kills. See you next year for Halloween Ends. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Right around the same time. Probably around the same time. Yeah. All right. Now we have uh, fan questions and comments. Yep. This is from uh, Mika. Uh, do you think that Michael Myers was Micah. getting... Oh, sorry. Micah. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, do you think that Michael Myers was getting some ins- inspiration from Seth Rollins with all the eye-gouging violence? Oh, yeah. I love what you guys yeah. are doing. He <laughs> did the thumbs in the eyes to... To Big John? Big John. Yeah. That was good. I he, he was just going to pull his head apart. Right. Uh, Chris Tobin, uh, who is one wrestler who could possibly kill Michael Myers, the Undertaker. Yeah, <laughs> the Undertaker. Yeah, he sucks souls and uh, fills holes. Or Brock Lesnar. Oh yeah, F five. Yeah, F <laughs> five. F five. Him onto F five killed the Undertaker. So. It did. Yeah. So maybe Lesnar. Uh, Dad bod. Timothy Clausen, Push fire Barry. Michael Myers. Jason. Freddy Krueger. Push Freddy. Yeah. Barry. Jason. Fire Michael. Fire Michael. Yeah. He's so boring. Yeah. Uh Bobby says serial serial killer bracket. Maybe oh, we could do that one wow, day. That, that could be fun. That could be fun. Um and then uh Justin Stewart, what's the worst movie you guys have ever seen? The Room. <clears throat> Man. But there's so much to in love. Like even though it's bad. It's so bad, but it's hilarious. What uh, about like, like worst like movie that was actually a Hollywood movie? Because the room wasn't. mm I mean, it was like, you know, an indie film. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I again, I always say Catwoman, Catwoman, Catwoman. I never saw Catwoman. Oh, God. I it was like on an airplane one time and there's nothing else to do. So I watched it. It was so bad. Batman versus Superman offended me probably more than any movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the rooms up there like there's some really bad like Birdemic. Go check out Birdemic. It's fucking great. Yeah. See, can you really call it the worst movie though if I like it? That's true. Because it's so bad? Yeah. Peyton Livingston, uh what's your favorite underrated horror movie? <laughs> this is a joke now. They're just doing this to fuck with us. Yeah. Uh Jake Baker, I found myself rooting for Michael more than Laurie in this movie and the one from 2018, is that bear, bad character structure or am I a psychopath? Both. I mean, Michael Myers was the main character. He's the only one that you could invest in. <laughs> well, so. that's, that's why you watch these Halloween movies. You watch them to see Michael Myers kill people. Yeah. Mario Rizzo, uh, what did you guys think of the paranormal activity movies? I got to admit, the first one was an ass clincher. Can't think of any movies that can compare aside from that fucking doll in the conjuring. So I really like the paranormal activity series cause it ends up looping back around. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really crazy how they connect them all. I never saw it. Oh, they're so good. All of them are good. Uh, Tyrone Grizz says, I was wondering if you guys could quickly reenact this scene from full metal jacket with stone cold, Steve Austin, uh, playing the gunnery Sergeant Hartman. <laughs> um, all right. Do you want to be private cowboy? And I'll be stone cold as Hartman. Uh, okay. Can you? Okay. Uh, all right. So. What's your excuse? Sir, excuse for what, sir? I'm asking the fucking questions here, private. Do you understand? Sir, yes, sir. Well, thank you very much. Can I be charged for a while? Sir, yes, sir. Are you shook up? What? Are you nervous? What? Sir, yes, sir. Do I make you nervous? Sir. Sir, what? Were you about to call me an asshole? What? Sir, no, sir. How tall are you, private? Uh, just, sir, five, five foot nine, sir. Five foot nine? I didn't know they stacked shit that high. You trying to squeeze an inch in me or somewhere? Huh? <laughs> sir, no, sir. Bullshit. Looks, like me, uh, looks to me like the best part of you ran down the crack of your mama's ass and ended up as a brown stain on the mattress. You stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> oh, man. All right, there you go. Jason Derham, uh, like the many NXT stars we thought would be huge but got buried on main roster, what TV actors did you think were going to be huge when their show ended but never really did anything of much note in film? I thought Brian Cranston and Charlie Hunnam would be big-time movie stars after Breaking Bad and Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I'll say Charlie Hunnam because he did a few movies and they all like, kind of flopped. Like yeah. He did that King Arthur, and it was, it was bad. Brian Cranson, is just too old at this point to be a big movie star. Yeah. I mean, he's still around doing stuff. Right. But TV shows. I don't know. But Brian Cranston's a good one, and yeah. Yeah. Uh Pop culture junkie, Pushfire Berry, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Nightmare Before Christmas, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh man. All right. Um uh... I'm gonna say, "Push Nightmare Before Christmas, Bury Little Shop of Horrors, and Fire Rocky Horror Picture Show." Okay, I really like Rocky or uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Rick Moranis is so good in the movie, and the musical is good too. Mm. Austin Gonzalez, you guys should review the really good episodes of The Simpsons, also the movie. Okay. Uh, that that yeah, we're gonna do that at some point. Yeah, uh, Luis Torres, do you think this movie could hurt the franchise? <laughs> Oh no! Yeah. Uh, a little late, yeah. Uh, Matt Rasp, will you do throwback movie reviews at some point? I'm sure a large portion of the fan base wants to hear your your opinions on the Lord of the Rings, the MCU. Uh, it would extend your reach to massive fan bases. Yeah, that's definitely in the plan to do that. Yeah, uh, Michael Haw, have you seen the total the movie Totally Awesome with Tracy Morgan? Peekaboo, I'm a hump. You what? I've never even heard of that. No. <laughs> Never even heard of that. That sounds hilarious, though. Uh, Remo uh, or Remo. Hey, question. Or hey, gentlemen, not a question, but a piece of feedback. Could you guys consider putting timestamps in the description of the episode? I haven't finished Squid Game. Wanted to hear many saints of Newark talk. Uh, Fast forwarded to try to find it. Son of a bitch. Spoiler. Uh, Just a thought. Have a happy Halloween. And who would win, Michael Myers or Jason? God, they would be like the best tag team. Hmm. I mean, they both can't be killed, right? So, yeah, Jason. I would uh, say Jason undefeated. No, I think I like Jason better. Yeah. So. Can you do? And uh, you could probably do timestamps on YouTube, right? Yeah. You could. I can put them. I'm, I'll definitely put them in the descriptions. Okay. I could do it on on the podcast apps or, as well. Okay. like in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That'll help that because okay. yeah, that week we did we did Squid Game and Many Saints of Newark. So right? Yeah, was, yeah. got a double. That's a good idea. Yeah, will definitely. Thanks do that for the suggestion from now on. And uh, that is the show. So make sure you subscribe to our podcast, give us a five star review, follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hollywood Hog Pod. Next week we will be reviewing the Rotten Marvels: The Eternals. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel so bad because we're like, yeah, we're going to be positive in this one. We just keep getting shitty movies. I know. Come on. Come on. Get your shit together, Hollywood. When the hell is... We got to wait for Spider-Man in December. That's going to be our biggest episode for sure. Yeah. yeah. At least... I mean, Hawkeye is like coming at the end of November, so we still have a ways... Yeah. A way for that. But do we review it every week? Every episode? Okay. Well, because the first... Two are coming out at the same time. Then it's week after week, right? Right, right, right. So, yeah, we'll just do it the weeks they come out. Okay. Whatever. Right. So, there you go. All Right. right. We'll see you next time. All right.